Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Notch 20 review after a month and a half of hiatus. <laughs> I blame happening. It's Sorry. The plague. Life happens. Anyways, uh, we are finally back, and what we were going to be doing is what we we're going to do at the beginning of the month, and now we're doing at the end of the month, is our month of DD asterisks. <laughs> Shh. Um, it's our month of D&D asterisk. Uh, it is both the month of, uh, half the month of January and half the month of February. Um, so we're going to be going from OD&D, original D&D, Redbox D&D, uh, and going all the way down to 5th edition. Uh, and just sort of, uh, not only reviewing the individual editions, but also reviewing them against each other as we go along. So OD&D is just being reviewed on its own, then 2nd edition will be reviewed against OD&D, Third against second, oh, etc., etc. Uh, so, who do we have here today? Well, I am Sinstaku, and I'm the executive producer here at Final Show Films, and with me is. I'm Unit. And. Pookie. And. Otter. All right. Um, so, we played OD&D a while ago. <clears throat> Uh, original Dungeons and Dragons, uh, the Red Box Dungeons and Dragons, as it's colloquially known, it was originally an expansion to the tactical uh, strategy game Chainmail. Correct. Uh, Gary Gygax in the yeah. in the seventies actually created Chainmail as an alternative to the dying uh, war games because war games at the time fantasy hadn't been introduced into gaming and he fed and his exact idea in his quote was to introduce to the world a game with a Tolkien esque fantasy setting. Mm. And that Which was is why there's so many copyright problems. I believe it was 74. Yeah. And then a couple years later, he wanted to zone down from the idea of a war war game into a fellowship, again with his Tolkien themes, and created original Dungeons & Dragons. Yeah, so it started with Chainmail, uh, then sort of scoped out slightly to original Dungeons & Dragons, which, which was still attached to Chainmail. Like, there, a lot of the... A lot of the uh, I can a lot of the information in the book references chainmail, um, and a lot of the weirdly archaic charts in the book also reference chainmail. Well, but the entire combat system was introduced as an alternative combat system, and yeah. that's where you get sort of the weird meshing of. Well, now we're using these dice because all the chainmail used d sixes. Mm-hmm. It was all a bunch of d sixes. Very reminiscent of Warhammer. Yeah, because it was a war game, yeah. you know, and you were designed to have, like, an army of people, whereas OD&D was written in the book to have anywhere from 4 to 20 players. So it still has a strong, that element of, you know, your character, and then you have, and you're, you're meant to have henchmen NPCs. So you're meant to be less a, you know, group of four, advent- a band of adventurers, and more like, you know, here's my knight and his entourage and here's yeah. my wizard and his apprentice entourage and my yeah. druid and his animal entourage except yeah. they didn't have druids but you know what happened that kind of idea um so yeah we're gonna be so yeah let's start off with gary gygax's seminal classic the thing that made his name a household name i'm pretty certain yeah yeah uh, he and i don't think chainmail was ever that popular no chainmail was massively <laughs> oh, was pop chainmail was what made because war games were going out yeah war games were on the decline because people were bored with them because they were all historical medieval war games chainmail altered the face of gaming forever D D made it asterisk tabletop gaming <laughs> tabletop game well yeah <laughs> D specifically though was hey this is less of a board game and this is more of an experience yes yeah. well what i mean by household name though is that like even with Chainmail being massively popular, it was massively popular in the wargaming crowd, which... 
It was massively popular. It was yeah. notoriously insular. Yes. <laughs> so this sort of brought his name out to the more to to more uh, people. Still not a lot because D and D's for nerds. Anyways, actually, back then it was for you know witchcraft practitioners. Yeah, it was for demonologists. Anyways, so original Dungeons and Dragons first impressions. Somebody has a very powerful first impression, I feel. It so. sucks. <laughs> Can you extrapolate on that? It tries to control me. I don't get to make any choices, including my character. Yeah. Right. So, to, to extrapolate a little bit further out on that, the, uh, the uh, attribute creation... Uh, in uh, original Dungeons and Dragons, you rolled three dice, and whatever the total of that dice was, was your strength. Then you rolled it again, and it was your dexterity. And you rolled it again, and it was your constitution. You had no choice in where they went, and no ability to modify that roll at all. And your class was then chosen based on your highest stat. Yeah. So there was no customization. Your class and your race was chosen based you, on your stats. You, you could sort of choose your race, unless your wisdom was highest, because only humans can be clerics. Yep. <laughs> it sucks we had two clerics uh anything else that's my first impression i, th- I think that's all right says it all. I don't all right think I need to extrapolate on that do you have one my whole first impression was like wait that's it like because i am new to tabletop role-playing games as a whole i they're they're still very uh confusing to me but Sitting down with original D and D and going through it and playing it is this. I, I, I'm used to watching on the sidelines and there's this intricate storyline and people have these awesome characters and they can do, you know they have these weapons and there's their makeup and everything and it's just like it seemed like it see like that seems very three dimensional. This seemed very 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 one dimensional and I was just like wait that that that's it that's like it didn't seem. It wasn't complicated, but I'm just like, that's really boring. It wasn't complicated, it was shallow. (laughs) (laughs) It was just boring, like, wait, that's it? Like, you're just, like, you know, like, it's like a magic eight ball, like, okay, it's entertaining for a few minutes, and then you're like, okay, well, this is random, and it, it sits on a shelf. You know, that's my impression. My first impression was very, very, very different, because my first introduction to this was when I was six from my father. And as my father taught me, and as he's told me many times, because he played this in college all the time, um, <clears throat> no one played by the rules. Every DM had their own rules. Every DM did their own thing. And it was sort of on this baseline that was the Gary Guy gets D&D. Um, so the, the, game, the rules were very much a starting point. Going back to the core rules... It's, it is very limited because the point was to be more storytelling. It's, alright, yes, the, the rules are very simple, but your character and your personality is what you're getting vested in. And, again, you're also sort of, hey, let's take chess and turn chess into an intricate maze-winding board game. Yeah. Without really expanding it much beyond chess. Yeah. And I don't like chess, so. <laughs> so, to, 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 to explain a little bit further before we get into my first impressions, what we're doing 
when when we review games, and we've talked about this with previous games, is that we review based on the information provided by, by the, the game. game. Yes, which is the information why... in the rule book, the information on the box, whatever it is, whatever the original design intent as presented to us in the game. Original D and D was meant like was often played and enjoyed more without the rules that are in the book. Yes. And so... Which says something about the rules in the book. Which really should be all I need to say about the game. But, uh... Did, wait, did Units finish his thoughts on... I, yeah, my, my thoughts were... Yeah. It was weird to play the game the way the rules were written. Got it. Because yeah. that's how I never... I, I never played the game that way, and it's like... Because I, I have fond memories. Right. Yeah. Because I was used to playing it the way my father, father taught me, did. which... Yeah. Got it. Which was a good jumping in point for me to talk about the thing that I was talking about. Um, So, for me, I've never played original D&D before this, and the very first thing that I realized was how simplistic it is as a concept. Like, our character sheet was a piece of notebook paper. Like note, like almost note card size piece of notebook paper. Like index card. Yeah, like almost index card size. It had your stats, your level, your spells, and and your hit points. And that was it. And like everything else is left to the imagination, or in the case of us as a reviewer, not there. Uh, uh, So it. Especially looking at it coming from where this has evolved to, which we'll talk about in subsequent episodes, but. Um, it was very, very meh. I'd like to point out <laughs> that before we did this, I'm like, since Taku, are you sure you really want to review original D and D? I am, and, I, and I'm still, and I'm still, and I'm, you know, I'm still appreciate that we did that because it's not something that anybody ever really no, talks about exactly. the origin of this genre. Okay. Going into this, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we're covering this. Yeah. But. I was really curious about it, too. I wanted yeah. to try it. Now I never want to try it again, but I wanted to try it originally. So. Well, yeah. Like, well, we've played it. We can archive that experience, and now we are recording that experience, or the, the results of that experience, for so that, you, the listeners. So that you guys know what original D&D is all about. And don't have to go through it yourself. Um, so, yeah. my I guess really, really quick, the first experience is meh. Um, so... Uh, things that we liked about the series, about the, 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 the game, the session, the mechanics of the game. Uh, Give me a minute. <laughs> it's okay. Units. <laughs> so, I... I actually still have a little bit of a fondness for the system, just because it's what I learned on, it's what I was introduced on. <clears throat> the concept is really strong. The, the baseline is really strong. I mean, yeah, it spawned an empire, and this. it's super easy to get people into it because it is so simplistic. It's the easiest to play. To get into, not to continue. Yeah, not to continue. To get into. <laughs> it had the quickest character creation yeah. of any character creation we had. And think about it less as a system where you sit down with a group of people and have a, have a hardcore thing. And more, you have a bunch of friends over in college 
and you're just having a grand old time. There's probably drinks involved, and it's like, I charge the Hydra with my axe. You get killed. That's fine. I'll make another character. It'd take me two seconds. It has a completely different mentality associated with it than we associate with something like 3-5 that has so many rules, or 5th ed that's so... that's come so far. Yeah. You have to use a different mentality with it, and if you do, it's a fun party game. So I'm going to... I'm going to provide things that... Uh, unless you already have one... Do you already have a thing you liked about it? Remember, this is liked. <laughs> We're on the liked section. No, but you guys are just... It, I'm getting frustrated because you guys are... are in, this, in this love affair you guys are having with the original D&D thing, you're saying... Yes, it was great if you didn't play by the rules. <laughs> but we're reviewing the original rules. No, no, no. It was great if you didn't play by the rules. It's like, it's, we're trying to... St- we know. Like, I want to no, no, no. steer... Like, I want to herd you guys, like... I'm not. I'm. I'm. Not, I'm not doing that. That, that. That's entirely me. That's entirely Austin. Um, My biased nature. I'm sorry. What I was going to say to give you guys to give the other two an idea to maybe find something you might have liked about it. I've got one thing. Um, the 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 one thing I like about it is that it is simple. It's not complicated. It's not difficult to understand, except for the weird damage tables. Um, like the, the damage table is the most complicated thing to it. The fact that your weapon does different damage to small creatures, medium creatures, large creatures. It's the most creatures. complicated thing for the players. When we talk about things we dislike, I've got a whole list <laughs> about GM nonsense. That's very, this is for the players, Austin GM'd. Um, <clears throat> it's fairly simple. And I've said before, I like games that are very simple to learn. Typically, I like there to be depth <laughs> after that, but that's the first half. Do you have something you liked? That's exactly what you said. <laughs> that it's simple, it's easy to play. Um, I feel like I really didn't need to stress about it or worry about a character, even though I like worrying about a character. But I feel like I didn't need to. Like, like, get, and... yeah, getting into character is very fun, but there is a little bit of fun to be had when you don't yeah, have to. At the same time, yeah, it, like. It had its fun elements, you know. Me getting turned into a lady. And then getting eaten by a Hydra. Yes, I loved you getting eaten by a Hydra. No offense. But stuff like that, it was just, you know, random and fun. And I do like the randomness that it had to it. But it's like he was saying, this is something you play in college with some drinks. and. Yeah, I think zany, I guess, would be an appropriate disclaimer here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um... Come on. Just reach down, grab the bottom of the barrel. Come on, you can do it. <laughs> you don't have to like anything. Y'all, um... That you're not playing it is a like. <laughs> that it was quick. <laughs> here's, here's, the th- here's, here's the thing. I, I'm going to be a bit complicated. I'm going to say... I like... You're going to hear me say this again. I do like the fact that it was simple. That's also something I dislike. I'll... We're not talking about that. We're talking about likes. Um, <clears throat> I, I guess the really only thing I really truly liked about it is that it was quick because I'm used to the traveling. I don't want to say traveling circus, but the traveling circus of of like weekly games, and it takes a whole entire like six weeks to go through a story. And this was just like done in. 30 minutes or less. Like pizza. 
So, like, pizza. I put, like, to be honest, though, it could be 30 minutes or less, though. This is like okay. the Kit Kat bar as opposed to the D&D, like, roast turkey and mashed potatoes. And, yeah. you know, the Kit Kat bar is really quick and it tastes good and it's just not super satisfying. You can't uh, say hey, the hey. D&D roast turkey because this is also D&D. Sorry. <laughs> the superior. The, the, non, the non-advanced D&D. Hey. I think he just called us simple. No, no, literally, <laughs> first and first through fifth edition is called advanced D and D. This is original D and D. Yeah, there's a reason it's yeah. not advanced. The very, the very <laughs> next version well, of original D and D was advanced D and D. Clearly, all right. So, I will now unstopper the dam. <laughs> things that you were ambivalent about. No, things that you, <laughs> things that you disliked about original D and D. Let you me have... count the ways. <laughs> you have no control whatsoever. Um, like we said earlier, your character is basically made for you with no say. You, I'm trying to think, what did I, I was a cleric. You were a cleric? Yeah. Um, I didn't really get to choose anything. You were I? a cleric you because spells. you had 12 wisdom. Yes, and how many spells did I have? Like, at the level we were at, you had you had two like first two. levels and a second level. Yeah, because clerics don't get spells until and higher level. It levels. wasn't even a wide range of spells, and I understand this is what started everything, and it's magical that way, and yada yada, walking down a flowery meadow lane, of holding hands. I have never said that at all, <laughs> ever in my life. <laughs> No, I'm the flowery meadow. Even about other things. My, my husband's the flowery meadow. Anyway. <laughs> I'm not in it. I am the flowery meadow. He, he's, he's the one that you walk on holding hands. Yes. Um. <laughs> because he's having a seizure on the ground. But he's long enough to be the bridge. He just laid down on the ground like you can cross the stream. Like he would solve all of Oregon Trail like in five minutes. Go ahead. <laughs> you run into but a river, throw Austin in. It's just... <laughs> Sorry to say I mean, D&D's come a really long way since this. A very long way. <laughs> like, it's kind of hard to see how it made it so from yeah, point A to point B. And, and I want to I make a point really quick. Normally at the beginning of these things we talk about the rules of a game, and we'll, we'll go through like the basic setup of how to play the game. We didn't with this... Because there wasn't enough of it. Basically, you roll a d20, consult no, a chart. Was, yeah. That's how you play the game. Yeah. Roll you roll it, it was, numbers. okay, here's your race, here's your character, here's what you get to do. Mm-hmm. Pick between, like, eight spells. There you go. Yeah. Okay. And it wasn't go even that. fight things. And to clarify what Austin said earlier, clerics get more spells at higher levels. We were level five. No, I said clerics don't get spells. Yeah, don't get spells until you're higher level. We were level five. For those of you that have experienced other editions of D&D, we were level five. Plus, we all got wrecked in that game. <laughs> uh, I want to Let's let see. you know that Gary Gygax wants all of you dead, personally. John I got, got one eaten. hit killed by a Hydra. You got eaten by a Hydra. What? You were like a blubbering <laughs> idiot, right? No, that was, no, no, that, that, yeah, no, that was... Cause, no, because you, you grabbed the, you oh, grabbed the right. thing and then a spell went off that reduced your intellect to like negative one. Then what oh. happened to me? Something... Not great happening. You got stabbed also. like three times. No, no, there, there was another. Was, was there uh, two of your stats got swapped. Yes. Like your charisma and your intelligence got swapped. 
which didn't matter because it was an eight and a nine. No. <laughs> no. Oh no! You, like, no, you got you got a minus d six to your intelligence and a plus d six to your charisma. That was it. Right. I thought it was Katie. No, Katie got a minus d six to all of her ah. mental abilities. Ah, that's yeah. right. Yes. It it just it didn't turn out well. And for I would like to clarify that all the things that happened, including John turning into a woman, were rolled on charts. Yep. Okay, that was funny. I mean, uh, it was know. kind of hilarious, but it goes to show that again. That kind of weirded me out, actually. I'm not going to lie. What? You've never imagined your husband as a woman before? I- I've done my husband's makeup as a woman, but that's another story. <laughs> Gary Gygix. <laughs> I look good in a gold lame dress. Go- Gary Gygix, <laughs> when you read the rule books, and when you read the DM section, it- it- it's very detailed about all these absurd traps that do things like, here's a series of levers, and if they pull the series of levers wrong, the uh, the polar gets turned into a woman. That is literally one of the suggestions. Another one's like, um, they're disintegrated. They're sent to the seventh level of the abyss. Yeah, Gary yeah. Gygax liked to kill players. I mean, he made Tomb of Horrors, so... And Temple of Elemental Evil. That too. Like, I'm not trying to... I Literally, Gary Gygax enjoyed killing his players. That's yep. not... A joke. That's it's not a, a joke. Thing. It's a fact that is established. And All right. Uh, right. Continuing on with our original point of being at this point. Think any more things that you disliked? Mm-mm. I'm I'm good right now. <laughs> Here we go. Um, as I said before, um, I liked the fact that it was simple. I also disliked the fact that it was simple because there was no choice, and I like my choices. And I. You know, basically, you know, when John was really the character, he's like, okay, you can have A or you can have B. And I'm thinking on this, I'm like, I really don't like either one of those. It's like, no, but that's that's what you got, you know. And just, you know, kind of like, you know, like, you know, when you're, you know, got a school lunch or something, it's like, you know, you don't like any of the entrees, so you have to go for the peanut butter and jelly sandwich. You know, it's just kind of like, it's like, well, those are your choices. You have to pick or you eat peanut butter and jelly, which is delicious. But anyway... <laughs> I did like the fact that it was, you know, I I liked and disliked the fact that it was simple. I also, you know, there was no, the, playing strictly by the rules, there was no creativity to be had. I had, like, I felt like I had no ownership of this character. And granted, I'm new to tabletop RPGs, and I'm still learning, but at least I've been able to create a character and kind of create a personality. I kind of sort of know who they are. I had no attachment to this character whatsoever. So, like, if, like, if, like, I get, you know, if I get, like, all my points damaged or whatever, I really could give less than a flying pig because I had no attachment to this character. I'm like, okay, well, I'm out of the game. All right. Yeah. I don't well, care. You weren't out of the game. I was. <laughs> I'm dead. Nope. I don't care. Now you're going to eat by a hydro. Oh, okay, whatever. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like, I had no... Again, it, this is playing strictly by the rules, which is what we're reviewing by. There's just no, there's just no attachment, which is like there's nothing. Is so it's just a bunch of randomness, it's a bunch of random dice rolls, and like yep. I don't like, <clears throat> I don't like that. I don't like it to say it's like oh, so you rolled this, so this happened. It's like there's, and as good a. Um, Game Master, GM, GM. GM, thank you. you. I was not hearing it for thinking of it for a second. You know, good GM as Austin is, like, there is very, very, very difficult to make, you know, any kind of story out of this. It's, going it's, strictly by the rules. It's very difficult going strictly by the rules because there's charts for encounters and charts for treasure, and none of them take into account 
particularly well how powerful the party is. Right. Like, uh, John fell into a trap, and it's like, okay, he'll encounter a random monster. Oh, I criticaled. You meet a dragon. Well, what kind of dragon? Oh, I criticaled again. It's a 12-headed hydra. You're made of dead now. <laughs> One shot. Yeah, and... So, that's... I'm gonna, I'm gonna yep. stop it right there. Um... So the thing Austin I, has been vibrating in his seat. So. The thing I dislike most is, as a GM, there's a lot of gaps in the rules. Where it's just sort of like, yeah, whatever. Ah, uh, you know, do your thing. Make something up. Make something up. And it, it's fine. I like making things up. But when I'm looking at a monster chart, I kind of like to have numbers. Like, here's a hobgoblin. They do this. What's their hit points? I don't know. What's their HD? Yeah, whatever you want. What weapons will they use? Whatever you want. Why bother including a chart of monsters if it's whatever you feel like? Um, not, but th- there's a lot of good things to it, but as a DM, you can have to consult so many charts back to back to back to back. There's so much number crunching as a GM because basically the players are like, yes or no. And then you have to determine what yes or no means. And then it's a series of logic gates. And basically you're a human computer at that point. Yeah. And it's obvious why it was so compelling to start altering the rules. Because the rules are so open to altering and easy to alter. But at the same time, trying to use them without altering them is dull. Yep. And vastly unpredictable. So, for me, the thing I like, the thing I dislike most about this, and this is going to sound like a tangent, but I promise it's not. The thing that I dislike most about this is the same thing that I dislike about Mensa. Now, Mensa huh. is an organization for documented geniuses. Basically, if you have an IQ above a certain number, then you can apply to join Mensa, and you take a test, and, and to, after taking the test, they say, okay, congratulations, you're in Mensa. Here's your, here's your pin and a book and a hat and a magazine. And you can go around telling everybody that you are a Mensa-certified genius. What does that mean? Nothing. It means absolutely nothing. But you are a Mensa-certified genius. It doesn't mean that other people that aren't Mensa-certified genius are stupider or smarter than you. It just means that you're a Mensa-certified genius. It means that on one specific test, you perform better. Yeah. Um, Gygax liked the fact that he was smart. So much so that he designed original D&D and advanced D&D to be nigh incomprehensible to people below what he felt a certain intellectual level was. Which is part of the... And this is documented from people that have worked with him and, and have had, the, and oh, yeah, had no. these conversations with him. He, 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 he said, jocks get sports, geeks need games too. Yeah. Um... And this is how you wean out the jocks. And so he intentionally made this game hard to understand. He intentionally made Advanced Dungeons and Dragons hard to understand. I feel and the only reason 3.5 got as popular as it was is by that time he was either dead or no longer in charge. I Wizards don't remember of the which Coast one. had taken pretty full charge by that by point. Three, by second edition was Richard Garfield... That was the pinnacle of what Richard Garfield wanted. Gygax or Garfield? Gygax. Gygax. Garfield was magic. I Garfield apologize. was magic. Sorry. The pinnacle of what Gygax wanted was second edition. Yeah. 
and for three five, they're like, Wizard said, "Hey, we're gonna start making things follow logical number patterns." Yeah, because because he made things intentional. Basically, it's like OD and D was Gygax showing off how smart he is, and I don't like that. Same reason I don't like Mensa, because it's just showing off, saying, hey, look at me. I can memorize all these tables. Why can't you? Because there's no logic to follow in the tables? That doesn't matter. If you were smart enough, you'd be able to memorize it. Like, that is, it's insulting to the players and to the GMs, and I feel it's probably a, a large reason why a lot of people didn't go by the rules, because they couldn't understand the rules as writ. Because he intentionally made or them draconically could, difficult. Even if you can't understand them, it's like, why am I doing it this way? Yeah. There's, there are better ways to do it. There are smarter ways to do it. Uh, so yeah, that's, the, that's probably the biggest thing I dislike about OD&D. And we're going to revisit that thought when we get to 2nd edition. Don't worry. <laughs> it's worse with 2nd edition. Yep. It's much worse. So... Uh, well, one thing that we can talk about is the, uh, the sort of the materials to play OD&D. How much did it cost us to play OD&D? It cost us nothing. It cost us a couple of pieces of paper, a pencil, and some dice. And our dignity. <laughs> I didn't have any in the first place. And an, an hour of my life I will never get back. I mean, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so, so OD&D, at, least, at the very least, is fairly cheap at this point. Like, the books are free, freely available online. There are reprints and remakes that you can get that have certain that have updated rules in certain directions. Um, so, at the very least, if you want to experience it for yourself, it's easy. It's easy and cheap. That's a that's a mark in its favor, right? Right. Have you ever seen the artwork from the original books? Yes. That's unfortunate. Yeah. I was finding positives, Austin. I was. I was finding positives. You were talking about materials. I know. Hey, have you seen the artwork for the kobolds from the original Magic cards? It's kind of reminiscent of that. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> so yeah, it's cheap. It's easy to get online. I don't know that there's very much left to say other than our final opinions and review scores. Yeah. I think that's it. Starting with Pookie. One now. Oh. Final oh, opinion I'm review sorry, score. Sorry, I have a child. Uh, <laughs> dang it! <laughs> sorry, he's spitting out his pacifier. Um, it sucks. Um, it really sucks. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna A B C D. I'm gonna be or A B C D F E. We don't need it. There's an E. No, there's no E. It's F. <laughs> I'm gonna be nice because this, you know, spawned stuff. So I'm gonna give it a D. Okay. Um. That wasn't. I actually had fun. I can't give a game... Well, well, no, no. Had fun, but mechanically, though. No, no, no. But the thing is, it's a game that I could see playing every once in a while and having fun. Yep. If I can have fun with a game repeatedly, I can't give it lower than a C-. minus. I can't give it a D, so I'm going to give it a C-. It's, That's absolutely fine. It's fun through no fault of its own. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun at the expense of itself. Um, wow. You know, I just I. We're we gonna get I our first F today. I, I I understand, I understand that. You know, as a teacher, I understand that everybody has to start somewhere. Um, so this game had to start somewhere. I uh, I didn't find it particularly spectacular. I didn't find it particularly amusing. Pardon but, the crying as a baby. But 
it, it, you know, it, it y'all, no, D minus, I'm sorry. I can't even, That's fine. I can't even explain the rest of my thoughts, like D minus. Have we had an F yet in the history of Nash 20? Nope. Not yet. Uh, D minus is the lowest. D minus is the lowest we've had. Because of, because of this game. Yep. D minus. We had a straight D for StarCraft, I think. So, I did have fun playing the game. But the reason that I had fun playing the game had nothing to do with the actual game. And I can see playing it again. You're going to have to get a lot more alcohol if I go play this. But I will never play it again. Like, I can see a hypothetical world in which I play this again. But that hypothetical world in which I play this again, I am also a lizard man. <laughs> a lizard woman, probably, fighting a hydra. I mean, maybe. <laughs> who knows? Um, non-gender specific lizard man. Um, so, yeah. Uh, F. Ooh. Flat wow. F. Actively unplayable. Ow. It is, though. Again, all the time people have had fun with this game, it's been not using the rules. The recommended way to play this game is not using the rules. So, oh wow, that's an F. Yeah, no, no, no. I, 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 I get your, I get your point. If the only way you can have fun with this game is with is by ignoring the rules, which it kind of defeats the purpose of the game. I certainly mm-hmm. did. Like, I didn't care. I was having fun just being a random schmuck wandering in a dungeon with no care whatsoever for the rules. Then, why are they there? Why am I playing it? Yeah. F. Seems fair. First F in the Natch 20 history. So, Sotaku says, F this. Yes, I do. Oh. Well, that was quick and easy. Yeah, well... Easy. <laughs> Anyways, so, so we have been Final Show Films. We produce a wide variety of content every day of the week. You can check us out on our website at finalshowfilms.com. You can also check us out on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash fsfilms. And you can now check us out where you may very well be listening to this from at 411mania.com. Uh, the good folks over at 411mania.com have let us uh, post up our podcasts and the like in their gaming section. I write the columns. We reproduce the podcast, and they hit okay. So, if you're not already, please go check them out. 411mania.com. They uh, are a, inter- they're, they're a content entertainment uh, web culture website. They do wrestling, MMA, entertainment, gaming, uh, literature, whatever. Um, music, I think. Check them out. They might have something you like. They might not. But at the very least, they have us. So... Um, <laughs> If you'd like to support us financially, you can do so on our Patreon page. We appreciate all of our patrons, especially our $25 supporters, Chris Confrey and Antonic. Um, and if you'd like to do us on a, one, on a one-time donation, you can do so at our website. There's a PayPal Donate Now button. Click that. We appreciate all of you. We appreciate all of you that listen. So, with that being said, we'll see you next time with second edition D&D. Say goodbye, everybody. Adios. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye.